Allow me to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God, I'm on the radio with Angela, Charlemagne, and DJ Envy. Damn. Yes, you are. All I do is read about the Breakfast Club. Really? Every morning, That's good. you guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the Breakfast Club today? Get, get your ass up! Good morning, USA! Hey, fam. Hey, what up, Angela Yee? Happy Friday! It's Friday! I'm sure Charlamagne will be here in a second. What's going on, Yee? Nothing. What's running around? You know, yesterday was the deadline to file your taxes if you got an extension. Mm-hmm. So I kind of forgot about it to the last second, and then I had to run out to the post office. It was closed. Fortunately, I saw a woman, um, a postal worker who was about to walk in and drop off her mail, so she took it in for me so they could postmark it. You know, they charge you, like, I think 5% interest from, like, the day that it's not on time. Yes. And I just wanted to get it out of the way. Yeah, my account was all my... I pay my taxes. My account was on my ass all day yesterday. All day. There was, you know, things... When, um... Since I buy so many houses and I buy and flip cribs, there was so many things that he needed. And I'm not going to front. I was behind because of COVID. I just really wasn't thinking about it. Like, taxes was the last thing on my mind with everything that's going on in the world. I was not thinking about taxes. So when he needed the information, it was so much information. And I'm moving. I had to go through boxes. It just got to the point I was like, look, this is all I got. And hopefully he made it work because he ain't going to be back. I'll finish it later. Yeah, I'll finish it later. Yeah, and and (laughs) what's going to happen is you just pay something and then the amount that you still owe... You have to pay interest on, but which is stupid. With everything going on right now, they should give you a little leniency. They did already. Yeah, they should give us more. COVID's still going on. I don't know if people know. Like people are still getting sick. Like people are not working. Like like things are still crazy out there. All I know is then I was watching the town halls last night, and then I was watching Joe Biden's town hall. But during the commercials, I flipped to Donald Trump, and the first thing I flipped to, he's talking about his taxes. And how he cannot release them because he's undergoing an audit. And it's like, dude, yes, you can. That's the most ridiculous thing. I mean, I wouldn't want to release my taxes either. But, you know, it is what it is. You're not the president. I'm not the president. I'm definitely not the president. And you know what? And and this is going to sound so crazy. I realized yesterday, and this is going to sound nasty, right? I don't, I, I, I actually don't like... Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Like I, I don't like I just don't. Like I'm not excited about either one, you know. I know Joe Biden and I, I'm excited more about Kamala Harris definitely than Joe Biden. I'm really looking at both of them like they they don't relate to me. They don't seem like they want to help my people. They don't seem like they want to help my causes. I just didn't I'm sitting like ah like it's, That's all well and good, but I look at the people that work with Joe Biden like a Kamala Harris and realize that it is important that you put people that are relatable to your audience and and to the voters as well, which he has done. Donald Trump has not done that for me, personally. I don't like who his vice president is, and I don't like anybody who actually works with him. I definitely don't like the Donald Trump campaign and and his people around him and what they stand for, but 
I ain't gonna lie, Joe Joe Biden. I I I necessarily don't like either. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know, people, but listen to Donald pick, Trump lie the, the, and the the, the, the 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 best of the two. Yeah, I get it. I understand, but I'm just gonna be honest. I just don't like. I know what I have to well, do. When and I, I know what I'm gonna do, town, but I just don't like. When I was watching these town halls yesterday and watching Donald Trump lie about coronavirus and he can't remember remember whether or not he took a test during the last debate, and then talking about QAnon conspiracy theories. And saying that he doesn't know who they are, he just knows they're against pedophilia. And yeah. seeing all of the things that he had to say and how combative he is whenever somebody questions him, I yeah. just had a very clear choice. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I don't have a clear choice. I just don't like either of them. Like when Joe Biden says, yeah, you know, we should, we should, what do you say, think about shooting people in the leg? How about not shoot me at all? How about I don't want to get shot? I don't want to get shot in the leg. I don't want to get shot in the foot. I don't want to get shot in the ass. I don't want to get shot. Don't shoot me. How about that? Not I don't just... want I don't want the president now that's saying law and order and is all for the police even after they kill people. No, it's not either or because I it's it's not either or. I just don't like Trump and I, and it's, I really don't like Joe Biden either. I mean I know what I have to do and I have to vote, but I just don't feel for him. Huh? Me too. No, I'm just being honest. It's not either or. I'm not saying... I'm, I'm not, with you. I'm not, oh, I got to vote. No, I just don't like either of them. And ain't no need to lie. Yeah. Act like you have to like either. You just know that you got a civic duty. Yeah. And one of them aligns with your interest more than the other. That's it. And I think people get upset. Oh, you don't like this one. So, no, I didn't say I was going to do that. I just don't like either one of them. I know I got to vote for one, and I know what my civil duty is, and I know who I have to vote for. But... I don't want to get shot in the foot. Man. Don't shoot him. Like, no, I don't want to get shot at all. Not my big toe, not my pinky toe, not my ass cheeks, not my back. I don't want to get shot. Let's get, into, let's get into front page news where we can talk more about what actually happened. All right. And we got some special guests joining us this morning, right? Uh, who we got this morning? I forgot. I don't know. I'm about to look right now. Yo, producers. Somebody tell us. <laughs> who's today? I forgot for real oh, who's supposed to be here this morning. Right now. I don't think we got nobody. No? Nobody checking in this morning? Oh, I'm lying. You know who we have this morning? We have the Gangster Chronicles podcast. My man, um, uh, Steel. My man, Mob James, and MC. my man, MC8. Uh, it's a new. It's, a, it's one of the podcasts that I launched on the Black Effect Podcast Network, the Gangster Chronicles podcast. And we have Tamika Mallory. Yes, we, yeah, uh, we go. And the mother of Breonna Taylor. Tamika, Tamika Palmer. Palmer and, uh, and her Bianca. sister Bianca. Bianca. And Bianca. Yep. Yeah. So we got a, a full show today, and we got front page news next. And on move is the Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Let's jump right into it. Yee, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about these town halls yesterday. Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. They were both on at the same time. It was supposed to be a debate, and Donald Trump decided he did not want to do that when he was told that it would have to be virtual. Instead, he went and did one on his own. Uh, Joe Biden was the first person to agree to doing a town hall, and then Donald Trump decided to do one uh, to go up right against him. Now, here's what Joe Biden had to say about the crime bill that he wrote. What I was against was giving states more money for prison systems that they could build, state prison systems. I also wrote into that bill a thing called drug courts. I don't believe anybody should be going to jail for drug use. They should be going into mandatory rehabilitation. We should, we should decriminalize marijuana, wipe out the records. But in addition to that, we got to change the system. In the meantime, an awful lot of people were jailed for minor drug crimes after the Exactly crime right. Was it. was it a mistake to support it? Yes, it was. Okay, but it's still mad people in jail because of it. And why do we keep talking about decriminalizing marijuana? No, we should legalize marijuana, period. Don't decriminalize it, legalize it. That's the difference. But it, it, it's whatever. It's 19 days until the election. <laughs> if you have, All right. Make up your mind already. Now, Donald Trump was talking about his taxes because he still hasn't released his taxes, and here's what he said. 
Here's the thing. You could clear this up tonight by just releasing your tax returns yourself. I mean, I, that's well, what I'm saying. I think what? people are just wondering. You know, you're I'm the only. It. it turned out that I am yes, underwrote the it. They actually, excuse me. No, no. But you the accused, IRS says that doesn't stop you from releasing. But you accused me of not being underwrited. I'm treated very badly by the IRS. To just be clear, clear, there is no law or rule that, that prohibits you from releasing your tax no, returns. except common sense and intelligence and having lawyers who say, because I would love to release them, and as soon as we come to a conclusion, I will release it. I didn't even watch none of Trump's uh, debate. Uh, I, I, I was watching Biden the whole time. I don't know why. I just never... I, I honestly didn't really care. I thought I was going to care more, but I didn't really care for either. Right. Well, I saw a lot mm. of what he had to say because I was watching what uh, they were saying on television afterward, and uh, a lot of people obviously couldn't watch both, but then I saw them doing some recaps on was, what happened and that during was stupid. Why would they the do it at homes? the same time? Like, why would they do it at the uh, same time? You know time? why. A lot of this people have problems dumb. with NBC for actually agreeing to do that because this is the first time since they've been doing presidential debates that they did not debate each other and something like this happened. They felt like NBC should have aired it later, maybe recorded it and put it on after instead of making people have to choose which one they're going to watch. I mean... It don't, it, it don't really matter, though, right? Unless you're an undecided voter. I, I think I read something yesterday where it was like 6% of people are still undecided. If you're undecided, you might be flipping back and forth. But, I mean, if you already know who you're voting for in 19 days, it don't really matter. Yeah, but still you want to hear their policies. And it's what more about the people than... Yeah, like yeah. the same what time people? is just stupid. What people? Who are watching. This whole thing is people stupid. People who are voters. Yeah, but my point is, I know who I'm voting for. You know who you're voting for. The only people that that really matters to is the undecided voter. The undecided voter is the person that still might need to see what both of them are talking about. Right, so it matters to them, so that's important. But that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Angela. It's Snackman, and I got a new joke for you. Oh, boy. All you right, Snackman, we ready. anybody else on this show, huh? I don't care if you Here don't Here we go. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. He may... Thank you. He may not admit it, but I know how President Donald J. Trump contracted the coronavirus. Just ask me how, Angela. How, Snackman? Yeah, yo... The first family got the coronavirus during a threesome. Thank you. Y'all gonna keep taking this call? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna ask. Y'all, y'all gonna, y'all gonna. Keep... Oh, if you keep lying I thought to you people, were taking the calls. If you no. keep lying to people and telling them that they're good at what they do instead of I telling them the truth. trash. Tell them get a job. All right, let's go line four. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Mello. What's the vibes, buddy? Mello, what up, bro? <laughs> Yo, man, I'm black, blessed, highly favored because tomorrow is my birthday, thanks. I'm turning 26, and you know, with this year and with everything going on with black people in general, that is a major accomplishment. So, you know what I mean? I'm just I'm feeling great today. You feel me? Uh, I'm proud I'm of you, glad, sir. Bro. You made it to another born day, man. Thank God, especially in this year where we've seen so much death around us. Age is a blessing. Birthdays are a blessing. Embrace it, King. For effect, Charlamagne. Yo, Yee, how you doing today? I'm feeling good. How about yourself? I'm feeling great. Actually, can we drop one of those bars for Yee? Because I was on your live. You had um official vote for me on. That was so mm-hmm. informative, and it's nice to see young people, young black, uh, like young black people, getting so involved politically, and you know, so conscious about what's going on. We gotta drop on the cruise bronze for you. You're amazing. You keep doing what you're doing, and you better call iPhone you. too, bro. 
What's going on with iPhone? What's up with that? iPhone got a check and is spending money like crazy. He bought a new car. He bought Rolexes. He bought Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Man, you better call your guy, bro. The moral of the story is you'll be visiting him in jail next year. The moral of the story. Chill, you got to chill with that. Nah, actually, he's about to buy a crib. He lit right now. That's all legit. With all that SBAPPP fraud money, huh? He said it's all legit? Nah, because if he was doing it, I'd be on it, too. And I'd be going to jail, too. And I'm not on that timing. Maybe how do you get all that money? They put you on. Nah, it's not even about that. He wouldn't put me on. I know that. Like you feel me? So where you get all that money from then? You got a check? Man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm man. I keep my eyes on my own paper. You feel me? That's exactly what you're gonna tell the police. Where he got his bread from? That's what you're gonna tell the police when they pick you up for being his friend because they got questions. I guess so because they he ain't getting caught. He don't know nothing. Doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing. I know I know everything. He ain't doing nothing illegal. I mean, That's I a good friend right there. Something. Let me tell you something. If a Negro can't tell you how he's making his money, he's doing it illegally. Okay. <laughs> Get it off your chest. It's not his money. 585 Let's go to another line. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. This is Kill Butter. I want to see if I can get some bars off of your platform. Nah, you nah, we good. We good. We good. How are you, though? Let's hear it. Let's go. Yo, I hate to wait if you could call me you're impatient, but rush me and get rushed to the doctors like a patient. Your cadaver need a physical replacement because your body parts are found in the wrong placement. I got bars like Tiggy in the basement. My rhyme book can handle like this museum ancient. Got that. That's why you're in the first class. I had the privilege of getting off in first class. My was nervous. Use her mouth as a barf bag. She had soft lips and jaws like a Use her mouth as a barf bag. What? It's Freaky Freaky Friday. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not whack, but you're not like, you know, I'm going to encourage you to like keep going, rapping. Just stop right there. I mean, yeah, go get a job. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hello, hi. This is Anthony. Hey, Anthony, get it off your chest. Hi, I just want to say good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, and Angela Yee. Peace, King. Um, so, so my dad, he's an older cat. He's actually from uh, Pennsylvania, and we're down here in Utah, and he had been having some troubles, you know, went into the nursing home about a month back, and mm-hmm. I went and saw him last Wednesday, and, you know, with the whole COVID thing and everything, we really can't go yeah. in there and, you know, visit or anything. We have to visit outside the window. And there was someone a couple weeks back that called and just said, you know, hold your dad tight when you get the chance and everything like that. And just when uh, this current Wednesday, they admitted him into the hospital and he's just not doing too great. And it was like my first time actually being able to be in the room and actually see him and everything like that. And, you know, I got that chance to hold him tight, but I don't want that to be the last time. So really I'm just asking for prayers. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys because... While at work, I listen to you guys on uh, podcast apps because usually I'm not up at this time to, you know, catch you guys. So I just want to say thank you to you guys for keeping my spirits up. And, you know, you're always pushing out prayers and good vibes. So I just wanted to see if you guys push that out for me. Love, right. King. You, We're definitely going to do that for you, brother. Positive energy, love, and light to you and yours. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, get it off your chest. Hey, all right, Angela how are y'all good doing, Charlemagne? Peace, King. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What up, bro? Envy. What's up, son? My biggest problem was I couldn't wait to wake up this morning to hear what Charlemagne had to say about that black lady sitting behind President Trump. Ah, uh, nodding her head the whole time, giving yeah. him the thumbs up. 
I saw her for a second, but I'm going to be honest with you. Why the hell were we focusing on that? Who gives a damn? Man, they did a whole article <laughs> about who she is. But why? Who cares? Because it's just a trip how he, he how he places people there of color to say yes to him. Well, it's politics, so man. he's doing just to get other black people or other people of color to uh, to be like, well, maybe he's saying something that I agree with. Well, I mean, they I all think it's do also because right? she was she was no, she was nodding her head super hard. Yeah, but they all do that, right? I mean, come on, the the, the Biden campaign put out a battle rap ad this week. <laughs> to get, to get right, black people right, to listen okay. to him. It's politics. Like, stuff like that, I don't right. be tripping off, man. I, I, I was like, whatever. Right. Well, thank right. you, man. Hello, who's this? Yo, listen, this is Anonymous from Florida. I just want to uh, I just want to talk about the uh, Joe Biden campaign, the Democratic Party. Um, for one, I don't like that ever since Kamala Harris has been uh, announced as Joe Biden right me, that she's, it's almost like she just went mute. You know I mean, like, we heard more from her before she was announced as the renomade. I agree. And we do, yeah, we actually do as we hear from her as the renomade. I agree. And Joe Biden, I feel like Joe Biden is um I'm not like a political science major, but I don't trust him. You know what I mean? I I don't think he has like a solid agenda for black people. I only think he mentions black people because he know the pressure is on. And I think once we take the pressure off, like Charlemagne said, you take the pressure off, he, he gonna forget about us. And that's you why know, we gotta keep the pressure on. Keep the pressure on up until the day of the election. If he gets in the White House, we definitely got to keep the pressure on after that. That's how democracy works, by the way. Right. And I think everybody that's saying, oh, Charlamagne, you need to get off Joe Biden. I don't, I don't agree with that. It's clear this man really don't have an agenda for black people for pushing, uh, for, for putting black people in a better position. Because every time he does come up with an agenda, it's because it's because black people put pressure on him. And it's like we shouldn't apply pressure for you to have an agenda to do what's right. If you're if you're if you're a Democrat and you say you're for the people, then you know start having a plan for the people. Don't don't only come up with a plan after the people make noise. Like you know what I mean? It, then it, it just don't come off as genuine. It don't come off as if he really wants well, to do this. So, we should never stop making noise, should, though. And that, and that's politicians that. should respond to people making noise. That's yeah. what they're supposed to do, also. You know, and I, I want Sean, Sean King posted a great post yesterday, man. He said, "I'm voting against Trump. He's a monster. Period. But Democrats simply should not be surprised when they choose the modern architect of mass incarceration as their nominee, and some black folk feel cornered and troubled by it. And that's real." Like and, and there's right. nothing there's there's nothing wrong with expressing you know the things that you don't like about a candidate. You can express what you don't like about a person and still vote for them and keep pressure on them to do better. Right. And I do want Trump out of office. I you know, I'm not saying I'm voting for Trump. I'm not. Nah. I want. I'm a, That's I, what it sounded like. As far as that is not what it sounded like. We gotta stop doing that. That's not what it sounded like. We have to stop doing that. That is absolutely that's not what not, it sounded that's like. Not, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm voting. I think no matter who you want to vote for, you should be putting pressure on them for what it is that you are concerned and interested in. Absolutely. No matter who and, you want to vote and, for. And because I put pressure on a person, don't mean I'm anti that person and for the other person. I'm voting for Senator Kamala Harris. I'm voting for Cedric Richmond. I'm voting for the cabinet that Joe Biden's putting together. I'm voting to get more Democrats in the Senate. Like, yeah, that's what I'm voting for. I don't like for. Trump or Joe Biden. I don't. How about I don't like Trump? I don't like Trump or Biden. That doesn't mean I want Trump. It's just office. interesting just... to me because re Republicans don't do this. Like, Republicans are just going hard to vote for Trump no matter what and whatever they do. You know, I just, that's how I look at it. You don't have to be with other no, I know you're are. not. I just don't like either of them. Like, I really don't. Like, I don't like them. Like, I don't like what they stand yeah, for. I don't like how they sound. I don't like, like... I don't like them. Like I don't like the, what they People say. I don't like what they stand on. That doesn't mean I'm gonna vote for Trump. I just don't like. I just don't like them. People should have been more involved in nominating who was gonna be our candidate. We, we tried. 
We, I've been having this can conversation. Say, this ain't new. You know that. You on the show with us every day. <laughs> can I say? Can I say one more thing before I get off? I just yes, I sir. Interrupt y'all, but I just feel like after this election, or you know, whatever happens, November third, I just feel like the country uh, itself just needs to kind of you know wake up and get active in politics because I'm I'm like I'm I'm high key sick of. Uh, this whole presidential cat, all this stuff. The US, you fed up, bro. You just fed up. Like you fed up. I understand. Yeah, it don't. Right. It don't. Like these guys don't look like us. You know what I mean? Like the the Senate, the the government period don't look like the U.S. And I think after this election, I want I want the U.S. to wake up. I want young people to get active in in, in politics. And and the next election, let's start getting the, uh, America to look like America. You know what I mean? It's not just old white men in this country. Very and true. I'm sick of this country being ran by old white men because it's not working for everybody. It's only working for 100%. A, a certain group of people. Well, thank you, brother. Absolutely, King. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up at any time. Now we got rooms on the way. Yes, and let's talk about Ice Cube since we're discussing politics. Yesterday he did some interviews talking about his involvement in Donald Trump's platinum plan or lack of involvement. We'll tell you what he had to say. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, shout out to all the HBCUs out there. I know this is homecoming season. Last week would have been Hampton University's homecoming. Coming. Uh, this week would have been Howard University's homecoming. I miss the homecomings. I miss going to the colleges. I miss seeing all my people. I miss the parties. I miss the atmosphere. I miss all of it. All right, nobody agrees. All right. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. <laughs> let's talk Ice Cube. It's time, time, She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, after Donald Trump's advisor, Katrina Pearson, tweeted out that Ice Cube was helping develop their platinum plan. A lie. Ice Cube now has had to respond uh, to all of the criticism he's gotten because people think that he is endorsing Donald Trump. They think he sat down and worked with him on this plan. Well, here is Ice Cube talking to Roland Martin about what really happened. Did you believe that you, that you were used politically for their purposes as opposed to really what happened? I knew whoever I engaged with would use that politically. I don't care about that part. The part I care about is getting something done. Look, my plan is called the contract with Black America. So anybody who's going to implement those plans into their plan, then I'm going to take a look at it. Um, but at the end of the day, for us not to engage uh, with, with both sides of the aisle to fix this, uh, that to me ain't going to help us in the end. Cube is correct. Uh, whether you talk to a Democrat or a Republican, they're going to use it to their advantage. It happens all the time. Every so-called you know, private call we've had with Senator Kamala Harris ends up getting leaked to the news. There was an article in Political about a call that supposedly happened with me, Jay-Z, and Ben Crump. That never happened. So he's sure. right. Both parties will use conversations and meetings to their political advantage. And I, once again, personally don't think any <laughs> Cube did anything wrong. Even though I believe Donald Trump is a fascist, and I don't think you should negotiate with fascists, but if that regime saw something in Cube's contract to black America and they changed their black plan because of it, how is that Cube's fault? Well, uh, now no. Roland Martin did press him about the platinum plan and talk to him about what Donald Trump actually has in his plan. Here's what he said. Uh, you know, you got, you know, if I'm looking at it, um, agreeing to direct VC money um, to black investment um, companies up to $40 billion. Um, you see, a lot of people have been talking about this $500 billion. That's not going to black people. In fact, 
That's just actually the infrastructure funding program. Right. There's a lot of things that you have to really look at um, in that plan to understand what it means. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's why you need experts to really break things down for you, though, because I know Roland Martin probably went through that with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, but All I mean, right, what, what you can... said is true, though. He, he said they, they're proposing $500 billion of capital investment in, in, in the black community. But that don't mean that they're going to do it. But he didn't say anything wrong with what he said. That's what they're proposing. They're proposing $500 billion of capital investment in the black community. All right. Now, Nicki Minaj, has, Nicki Minaj has shared that she had a boy. So congratulations to her. She posted, it meant the world to me. I am so grateful and in love with my son, madly in love, my favorite little boy in the whole wide world. And she posted a lot of people sent her some well wishes. In the meantime, though, she's on some new music. And this is actually my favorite song anyway already for the past few months. So she has now gotten on Sada Baby's remix to Whole lot of Choppers. Oh, little nigga want to try it. I told him Black Lives Matter, I'm a riot. Oh. Drop on the cool girls Nicki Minaj. That's inside of it. I'm happy for Nicki, man. I'm glad Nicki. There it is. I'm glad Nicki got that little baby. I'm happy she's back rapping, back and on, getting on records. I love Nicki, man. Shout out to Nicki, man. That song just make me want to... And I'm happy for Sada Baby, too, because that song was already a viral hit, but that just is now next level for him. Yeah, but you're going to see me riding back home today listening to Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Tag team, back again. Like it's the top record, let's begin. old man. Hey, hey. All right, well, that is your rumor report. Come on now. Don't, don't act like that sample don't bring back good memories now. What you think I'm going to play in the mix? Why you, think I out the, why you think I shouted out the homecomings? Why you think I shouted out the homecomings? That's what we going in today's mix. Mm, mm, I'm going to make it mm, feel like mm, homecoming mm, today. That's now we you could twerk and nobody would call you gay for it. Ooh. Mm, mm, don't twerk and look mm, back at me. Don't look. Mm, don't, see? That's why people say what they say. Mm. What? Oh, damn. I can't do it no more. I used to take it all the way down to the floor. I scrubbed the ground. Remember that one? Scrub the ground. No. Scrub. Don't act like you don't remember scrub the ground. Come on now. I always want to front like you young. That's why your beard looks stupid. Because you want to front like you oh, young. Oh, I look stupid. You, you, you look stupid. You twerking on the floor trying to drag your ass on the floor. It don't look stupid. Not like your beard. No, yes it does. No. Yes. Your beard look like question. the floor. Yes. I have a, uh, as a young person, were guys supposed to scrub the ground? No. Oh, okay. no only Charlemagne did. Uh, that is not I, true. I didn't know. There was no guy working. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have, you have That's a damn line. I can't even do you it. You ain't never seen it. What are you crazy? The 69 boys and all them used to go crazy. The city boys, people in Florida, men in Florida used to dance their ass off. You out your damn mind. They dance, but nobody twerked. you crazy? They scrubbed the ground. Nobody scrubbed the ground. Let me see you scrub the ground. How do you scrub the ground? Yo, play the record again. Play the record again. You ain't never seen Duval and them biker shorts going crazy? Yo, we gotta go. No, I want to see this right there. There you go. See, I, you know what? Front page news is next. Don't go anywhere. This guy's scrubbing the ground. Don't if, get jealous. If you don't know what scrubbing the ground is. I got Megan Thee Stallion you know, knees, you nigga. Know, you know when your don't dog. Don't get jealous because I got Megan Thee Stallion you know when your knees. your dog has an itch on his butt and it drags his butt on the floor. That's what he just did. That's right. right. Give me my props. <laughs> mad at me because I'm flexible and my knees are still strong and sturdy. This guy's crazy. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
is DJ Envy, and for 55 years, the General Insurance has been giving people affordable auto insurance with excellent customer service. Get custom coverage that's right for you and immediate proof of insurance. Call them at 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. You've been to all of these black homecomings. You're 44 years old and going to act like you ain't never did the Tootsie Roll. First of all, sir. The butterfly. Uh-uh, that's we, we old. Didn't, we didn't Let dance like that, that New York. We, we, we did it. Boy, shut up. I'll pull up a video of Safari twerking his ass right now in Brooklyn. You better shut up. You better shut up. Let me rephrase that. In Queens, we don't dance like that. I don't know what happens in Brooklyn. You'd have to refer to ye. But we didn't do that. No. Uh, all I know is if you've been to a black home and homecoming, you should know how to do the butterfly. You ever seen Mob Deep know how to do the You ever seen Mob Deep Tootsie Roll? You ever seen uh, 50 Cent and my father didn't know how to have fun. Y'all also, the same, fun. y'all also the same people who used to come to the club with razors in your mouth. How stupid was that? You used to have Queensbridge in the back of your hair as a haircut. Nope. It said Queen, bitch. <laughs> 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 Let's get into some front page news. I hate this guy. Where we starting, you? Uh, well, of course, we're going to talk about these town halls from last night. Now, Donald Trump claims that he doesn't know that much about QAnon except for this. Let me ask you about QAnon. It is this theory that uh, Democrats are a satanic pedophile ring and that you are the savior. I know nothing about QAnon. Just this week, you retweeted to your 87 million followers a conspiracy theory that Joe Biden orchestrated to have SEAL Team 6, the Navy SEAL Team 6, killed to cover up the fake death of bin Laden. Now, why would you send a lot like that to your followers? You retweeted That was a retweet. That was a, an opinion of somebody, and that was a retweet. I'll put it out there. People can decide for themselves. I don't, themselves. I don't the take president. a position. You're not like someone's crazy uncle who no, can no. just yes, retweet whatever. No, that was a retweet, and I do a lot of retweets. He's crazy, man. Oh, my God. Oh, she's my lying. God. She's lying when she says that you're not like somebody's crazy uncle. Yes, he is. <laughs> like, that's exactly what he's like. Now, Donald Trump was uh, pressed about coronavirus because, obviously, the handling of coronavirus by this administration has been a disaster. Here's what he said. Uh, you don't see that audio, ye. Well, about the mask, wearing masks. They're looking for it. And, and getting tested for yeah. coronavirus. They're when just... did you last remember having a negative test? Well, I test quite a bit, and I can tell you that before the debate, which I thought it was a very good debate, and I felt fantastically. I, I was, I had no problem before. Did you test the day afterwards. of the debate? Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember. I test all the time. But I, I can tell you this. Uh, after the debate, like, I guess a day or so, I tested and you on positive. Here? That's when I first found out well, about back it. back to the debate, because the debate commission's rules, it was the honor system, would yeah. be that you would come with a negative test. You say you don't know if you got a test on the day of the debate? I have no problem. Again, the doctors do it. I don't ask them. I, I test all the time. And Just to button it up, do you take a test every single day? No, no, but I take a lot of tests. Okay, and you don't know if you took a test the day of the debate? Uh, uh, possibly I did, possibly I didn't. <laughs> This is ridiculous. He also said that 85% of people who wear masks get coronavirus, which is definitely an untrue number. Yeah, that was dumb. Nobody knows where he got that from. All right, now, Joe Biden... I'm still shocked by anything that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. He's a liar. Joe Biden, in his town hall, was asked what he has to say to young black voters, and listen to this. Have to be transparency available. We have to be able to do go in at the federal level and check out whether or not there's systematic problems within police departments. Okay. If in fact a cop is uh, needs to be tried, it's not the prosecutor in the community. You can ban chokeholds. You can, but you, but the, beyond that, you have to 
teach people how to de-escalate circumstances. So instead of anybody coming at you, the first thing you do is shoot to kill, you shoot them in the leg. Okay. There's ways you have to do more background <laughs> checks in terms of whether or not the person coming in passes certain psychological tests. Shoot them in the leg. No, Joe. I don't want to get shot. That was definitely, the wrong, that was definitely the wrong clip, but we, that was about police reform. No, Joe. We don't want police shooting us at all. <laughs> Okay. Now, how difficult it is to shoot somebody in the leg. The reason they shoot for the the main, the big body, your big. chest, is because it's the biggest part of the body. We don't that they want. Aim. We don't want police shooting at us. And by the way, Joe has said that such a, a couple times, and I can't believe that his campaign has not told him to change that rhetoric. And I can't even say it's tone deaf. As, as my girl Tesla Figaro said last night, it's not tone deaf. That's his tone. That's been his tone for years. That's that's what he believes. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. All right, all right, all right. Now, so you telling me that you're doing a uh, like a Miami bass mix? I'm doing a homecoming mix. Calm down. Okay. Why are you getting so excited? <laughs> Yo, this guy's getting so. I missed that era. That was a good era, man. Oh, look at the girls. Look at them. Uh, look at them girls with the Daisy Dukes on. I want you to look at them girls with the Daisy Dukes on. I want to rock, Uncle Luke. I want to rock. I want to rock. Doodle Brown. Doodle Brown. Scarred. Come on, man. That's just my baby dad. Era, man. All right. God damn. Drop one of Clues bombs for Florida. That's the only reason we don't build the wall around, yeah? All right. All right. Now, when we come back, we have the sister Tamika Mallory joining us, and mm-hmm. we also have Brianna Taylor's mom and sister Bianca and Tamika Palmer. So we'll talk to them when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have some special guests on the line this morning. First and foremost, we have our sister on the line. Our leader. Our leader, Miss Tamika Mallory. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning, family. It's good to see y'all. I ain't been up here in a long time on the Breakfast Club. Absolutely. We need to get you back up here. I mean, if you're home in New York, you can come up here now because we are here, you know. Uh, y'all are in, yeah, no. Well, she said, nah, I had yeah, COVID, no. so I can't get it, and right. I can't give it to anybody. When did you have COVID? Um, in Kentucky, messing around with Tamika and Bianca and Brianna's family. Wow. We also have Tamika and Bianca, which is the family of Brianna Taylor on the line, too. So they gave you COVID. That's what you're trying to say? Yeah, but I, they never had it. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> that we never had That's I saw my son on a flight, and I was like, where's Tamika? And he was like, she wasn't feeling well, you know, so she's a little under the weather. So that must have been when that happened. That's exactly when it happened. Everybody left me and went back to New York, and I had to stay because I I wanted to quarantine where I was instead of traveling with it. And, yeah, I had COVID, but a number of the people that we worked with got it, and we did so many different things in Kentucky without getting it at all. But another young lady said that somebody reached out to her to say, hey, at your food giveaway, I gave, which was our food giveaway until freedom, she said, I, I gave you a hug and I just want you to know I tested positive for COVID the same day. Wow. So you need to get yourself checked. And sure enough, she had it and then it spread through like wildfire. Wow. We had one How bad I- did it affect you? How bad did it affect your body? I was very, very tired. So no matter what was going on, it was hard for me to get up and kind of get myself together. Um, but the thing I had was a cough from hell. It was a terrible cough. It's still every now and then I had the cough. Um, so, you know, but we didn't, we, we were able to get back into everything, you know, in, a, in, in about a week or whatever, 
maybe almost two weeks, but everybody around us caught it just like that. It moves fast and people don't need to play with it because one thing that I noticed is that when I was like walking around or going up and down the stairs, the panting that I felt, and if I had like asthma on top of it or any type of respiratory issue, I wouldn't have been able to breathe. Wow. Now, what did you do? Did you take anything? Is there anything that you take or did you just quarantine? Man, let me tell you something. Did you take what Trump took? Between <laughs> that, I will, I'm like Kamala Harris. Never <laughs> will I take anything that Trump takes. He, um, that he lies and says, anyway. But um, Trader Truth sent, when I say sea moss, this, that, sour side, we had Dr. Savy stuff. We was taking so much stuff. I was feeling sick from taking all of the different <laughs> things to try to, to try to get well. But mm-hmm. it works. It does work to build your immune system up so that you can fight it. You have to fight COVID. It's it's really like you got to get in the ring with it. You can't just lay down and let it take over your body because the more that you sit still and sort of wallow in it, it just gets worse and worse and worse. So not saying to go around people, but you can't, I know they say stay in the house and quarantine, but the more that you can at least just walk up and down your own block, keep your mask on, but you can't, you just got to, Linda used to be in the house like, <laughs> That's what Trump said. That's what Trump said. You was dancing just like Trump to me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Now we have uh, also Tamika and Bianca on the line. Um, family members to Brianna Taylor. Good morning. Um, yes. So how are y'all feeling with everything that's been happening? I know it's been a lot. It is extremely a lot. But um, we're here. We're still standing. We're still fighting. Mm-hmm. So what can be done? We saw the interview with Kenneth Walker, and I know, and I was telling them I was crying when I was watching that interview. Absolutely. I couldn't even imagine how you must have felt watching that. Yeah. Somebody ended up sending me a clip because I didn't get to watch it when it came on, and I was like, oh, my God, why did somebody send this to me? But, yeah, it was, it was hard to watch. How, how does it feel? Because so many people have so many different opinions. And sometimes you just want to be like, yo, shut the F up. Like, there's somebody yeah. grieving. There's families hurting. There's families dealing with it. What do you say to that, and how do you deal with it? Um, she say shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at, you know, like, uh, you want to get in the ring? Because uh, I'm with it. But um, I know who Brianna was, so I try to just remember that and not have to fight with people's ignorance. Let me, let me ask y'all a question. How does the publicity of, of this situation affect the way y'all family grieves? It, it's terrible um, because, to me, I personally don't feel like I've ever grieved. Like, I still feel like I'm still going through this and still trying to get everything figured out. So, and you got all these people in your face, like, I know that this is hard and I don't want to have to ask you, but... And didn't ask you anyway. It, it, yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know... Now, can you update us on what's going on with the Attorney General Daniel Cameron and this grand jury that wants to be able to speak out and talk about what really happened mm-hmm. with the details of the case that were presented to them? Um, yes. So there's a number of them wanting to talk about what didn't happen in that grand jury. Um, and Cameron is going through hell and high water trying to silence them all. So. We're just kind of still waiting to see if they're going to be allowed to speak and, and what happens from there. Because once everything comes out, I would like to see that we get a new prosecutor, that, you know, something else has to happen because it, it just can't end there. You know, as black people, we're known. I don't want to say we're known, but we forgive easily a lot. I'm not that way. 
But how are you guys? Do you guys forgive the officers? Don't how, do it, Tamika and Bianca. Don't you do it. Look at their faces. Lord have mercy. You know, black people, uh, we are some very forgiving people. But right now, man, like, right now, I think we went from trying to get justice to, like, revenge at this point. Like, we angry. Yeah. And we don't lie to. Like, this is crazy. Like, it's some stuff you can't forgive. Like, I can forgive you for stepping on my shoe. I cannot forgive you for murdering my child. That's right. Like, there's no, no, you you can't say sorry. You can't, ain't no amount of money. Ain't no, no. And let me just make sure, because you know, the clip will be that Bianca said she wants revenge and they're going to kill cops. So that does not mean, or let me let you say in your own words. Bianca, you say revenge and how you feel. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, but when I mean revenge, I mean that I'm coming for these officers who who, who murdered our baby. I want, you know, I want Joshua Jane. I, I, you know, I want Mary Shaw. I want, you know, Brent Hankerson. I want these people who was involved in her murder to be accountable. And that's what I meant for revenge. And not only therefore after this reform needs to happen. Uh, it's a lot of stuff about this case that a lot of people is not aware of. And it is ugly from the beginning to the current. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I don't think it's that they're not aware. People choose to believe what they want to believe. Mm-hmm. And that's if you can put it in black and white in front of their face, tattoo it on their forehead, and they'll still, you know, go with what they want to go with. So Because it helps and, them justify their bull****, though. That's all right. Mm-hmm. And Bianca, I want to say that's not revenge, that's justice that you're asking for. Absolutely. And Bianca, even if you want revenge, Tamika, don't get me wrong, Tamika's absolutely right, but even if you want revenge, you're allowed to feel that? Yeah, exactly. That's a real emotion. Right, yeah. All right, we got more with Tamika Mallory and the mother and sister of Breonna Taylor, Bianca and Tamika. When we come back to Don't Move, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tamika Mallory. Also, the mother and sister of Breonna Taylor, Tamika and Bianca Palmer. Yee. How hard is it, right, because there's a lot of people that are supportive of you, but at the same time, there's people that do have negative things to say. So how do you let the good outweigh the bad? Like, how does that play out for y'all on a daily basis? Um, I try to remember that the people trying to judge me don't know me. The people trying to judge Brianna don't know her. So I can say a lot about people that I don't know, but it don't make it right or true. So I try to think about it in that aspect. But like you said, it's so many people that do support what's happening and, and that's willing to stand up, that's willing to put their lives on the line, that's willing to scream, cry, shout, fight, you know, so that's the thing I gotta use for strength. You know, if these people that don't know us are willing to do this, how can we not? Right. Have y'all allowed yourself to feel feel any joy? It's hard, like even like coming in, uh, catching a plane here last night, you know, it's our, First time here in New York, and it's a beautiful city, but it's guilt. Like, it's like, that's me. For me, it's hard for me to enjoy anything because the moment I, I feel any type of joy, then I'm, I feel guilty. I know I didn't do anything wrong, but it's the fact that how can I enjoy anything and she's not here? Right. Man. Well, what message do you think was sent to black people 
when when Brett Hankins said was charged for the bullets that hit the wall and not for killing Brianna. They still don't see us as human people. We're not valued, and uh, it was just the ultimate disrespect to me. What do you hope to see happen now moving forward? I know that we want policy changes. You said if some of those things they're implementing now would have been implemented previously, then Brianna would still be here today. So I think, you know, what else do you want to see happen? Can, you I could... just, can I jump in on that real quick? Uh, mm-hmm. Tamika, I don't want to uh, speak on, over you, but, you know, when, when uh, Bianca was saying that there are so many things about this whole case that people don't necessarily know. So now when you ask the question, Angela, what do you want? And I know that Tamika will say that they want to see a new grand jury impaneled uh, so that another prosecutor can present charges specifically on behalf of Breonna Taylor. Well, one of the things that people don't know about how elections have consequences when you elect certain people into office is that Daniel Cameron is on the committee that has to make the decision about impaneling a new grand jury. Mm -hmm. So elections do have consequences because if you don't vote or if you do vote and you put certain people in place, they have that type of power that he can actually make a decision on whether or not this family gets justice from the rooter to the tutor. He's, He's involved in all aspects and we can tell, we already know that he doesn't have this family's best interests at heart. Right, it's gonna make him look bad if this happens too, because you'll see everything that he did not present and how he covered everything up. Exactly, so why would you want that? He started out saying um, on the days after the announcement was made that he didn't care. Like, you know, people can speak if the jurors wanna speak, you know, put the facts out there, open up the records, let everyone know what's going on. Next thing you know, he needed to delay the process to uh, give the transcripts uh, to the court. Uh, He wanted a week for what, I don't know, because they were able to get it done by that Friday. It was supposed to be Wednesday. The judge gave him until Friday, and he was able to get it done by then. So why would he want to wait a week, which we know was probably to redact information and to make sure that his bases were covered? Then he said, again, he didn't mind if the grand jurors spoke about what took place, but yet he has filed two motions at this point to try to maintain the gag order. And even his second motion said that if if the judge did uh, grant the jurors uh, the ability to speak, that he wanted the order to be stayed until after an appeal. So they want to go to another court and try to fight to, to, to overturn whatever the first judge says so that he can block it. Why would you go to all of those extents if you believe that you did a good job and that, you're, that, that the work that you did was professional and you presented all of the, the facts? Didn't y'all meet with the AG? Didn't y'all meet with him? Yeah, yeah. He set up his How was that conversation? He just blew smoke up y'all ass the whole time, basically. Basically, yeah, basically. He sat there, and I think he even tried to muscle up a tear. And I think we got up and like, yeah, we're not gonna sit here and look at this. Yeah. Wow. What are, What are some of the things when you said that there's things that you know isn't out there? Some information. What are some things that we should know that haven't been presented? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think. That nothing's not out there. I just think, of course, they've tried to turn everything that that's been out there, you know, and clearly it's not working in their favor. You know, a lot of this stuff that they're trying to release or do it comes well. You're just now trying to investigate, Kenny. You're just now trying to investigate, Brianna. Those are the things that should have been done prior to you ever even going to that house. So it's just one. You can curse. Yeah, you can express yourself however you want to. <laughs> one show after another. So, 
And how is Kenneth doing? I know he's really close to the family still. So how is he holding oh, he's up? He's here with us, actually. But um, tell Kenneth, hey, tell Kenneth, he can't carry in New York now. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely can't, can't carry me <laughs> Three years immediately. I started, jail, brother. You're going to jail. <laughs> when, they were, when they were at the airport yesterday, I, we're in Wisconsin until Freedom, my son, and Linda, and all of us, um, we're here with another family, uh, who um, several families. I, I, you know, we can't even talk about it today. We went to a dinner last night, and there were at least 10 families at the dinner whose children have been uh, killed um, at the hands of police. And wow. the reason why we're here is specifically about one officer, Officer Mensa, who has killed three people. Three really? black people have been killed by one officer, um, Rock Nation and Team Rock. They've been working on this. And while one of the... What? Absolutely. One officer. A black man. A black what? officer. What? And while um, while we were out, now I lost my point, but while we were out yesterday, while a protest was happening where one mother... Uh, Tracy Cole was out protesting with her family about her son being killed, Alvin Cole. She was arrested. She was abused. She, mm. Her arm is in a sling. Her, her sister and other family members were out there, and they were locked up at a peaceful or nonviolent, as we like to say, protest in Minnesota. So it's a lot of crazy things happening here. But I knew that Tamika and her family were at the airport getting ready to come to New York for this week's activities. And I was thinking to myself, when I was in Kentucky, I saw so many people with guns, like literally... Everybody got a gun in Kentucky. Everybody. Walking around clips and shotguns and, and AR-15s. It's yeah. more guns in Kentucky than I've ever seen in my life, up close and personal. And I was thinking to myself, Lord have mercy, please don't call me and tell me folks and went to the airport with the gun <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> like, I can't take it. <laughs> All right, well, don't move. We got more with Tamika Mallory and also the mother and sister of Brianna Taylor, Bianca and Tamika Palmer. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tamika Mallory. Also, the mother and sister of Brianna Taylor, Tamika and Bianca Palmer. Charlamagne? You think y'all would move out of Kentucky? Oh no, absolutely not. Um, I feel like Brianna has built a legacy there. So I refuse mm-hmm. to leave. I'm gonna make sure they continue to see her face. They continue to see her, hear her name. So absolutely not. I mean, Bri- Brianna's a, a, a martyr now. Did that did that bother you to hear? It does. But, I, you know, only thing I can think about is when this year started, Brianna said, this is my year. Mm. Damn. Mm. Yeah. But what else, can, what else can we do to help more? Like, what else can we do and people out there listening that hears your story that just wants to do more and don't know what to do, that can't, might not be able to make it out to the protest, but say, hey, how can we help? What, what, what do you tell people to do? First of all, first and foremost, vote. People need to get out and vote. But there's a number of things. There's, you know, uh, you can call the attorney general's office, the mayor's office, the, what is that other one? <laughs> the governor. Like, there's a list of people um, and I think that it's on Until Freedom's page um, of people that they can call and write into. And uh, there's a just like a lot of stuff going on on social media, different links that you can sign or petitions you can sign, like for a number of things. But um, and one thing is like we're here 
uh, this week we're doing a rally. We'll be here Saturday. Saturday. Doing yeah. a rally. So that'll be um, awesome. And um, just, just don't get around and do nothing. Don't get involved. And actually, right? support. You can get support until freedom. Um, there's a number of links on there where people can donate because. If you can't stand out here, money works too. And, and Until Freedom does a lot of work and it's not cheap work. So donate, please donate. Yes, yeah, so on Saturday, people in New York City um, and the tri-state area can come to the rally that we're holding. Uh, what is so special about this particular rally is that we have linked the family of Eleanor Bumpers, which is a woman who in 1980, 84 was killed by uh, NYPD in her home. Uh, she was an elderly woman who suffered from some mental health challenges. Everybody knew it. Of course, the, you know, the housing authority, they knew it. Uh, and the police went there and uh, they busted into her home and they killed her. And it was important for us especially until freedom being from New York, it's our city. We know the story of Eleanor Bumpers, that when we bring Breonna Taylor's family and when we continue to show uh, the atrocity that took place in Breonna Taylor's uh, case or in her life, because Breonna Taylor doesn't have a case. She didn't do anything. She's never had a case. But in the Breonna Taylor matter, it was important for us to show people that it's not a standalone issue. Instead, it's a long list of black women whose lives have been taken at the hands of police. And Eleanor Bumpers is one of, some of the first cases that people in New York City and around the country heard about. And her family will be there with us on Saturday as well. So we've been saying from Eleanor Bumpers to Breonna Taylor, we have to get out the vote. It does matter if you are on the streets protesting. You have got to take your protest to the polls. March right on into the polls, and we're telling people to vote early. New York City, the polls open on October 24th. We want people to vote. And some people say, well, what do these things have to do with one another? Again, elections matter. And the consequences of who gets elected will give you someone like Daniel Cameron, who stood and took an endorsement from the Fraternal Order of Police, which is the police union, the national union. They stood together. He was flanked by many of these officers, all a bunch of white men, to be clear. And he said out of his own mouth, I understand what this endorsement means. I know that I am to be an advocate and the voice for law enforcement. So why in the world would he ever go into uh, the, the, the grand jury proceedings and try to protect Brianna? He was there to do the job that he said publicly and loudly that he knows he was responsible for, which is to make sure that these officers were able to get off. And so, again, elections do matter. And when you, you know, everybody's so caught up in the Trump-Biden uh, conversation and looking at the presidential piece, but there are other important issues down the ballot and other candidates that are running for office. So if you don't show up to the polls because you're protesting the president, you're protesting yourself because you're going to miss out on the opportunity to vote for the senators and congressional members and other people who are down the ticket. You have to go to the polls and do not wait. Go early, go early. Why is it important to go early? Well, we saw what happened in Virginia. The cord was supposedly cut by accident, mm -hmm. and therefore on the last day of voter registration, they couldn't register any more people because the system was down. Nobody would work this hard 
to take away your right to vote if it did not count and it did not matter. Nobody. When have you ever seen people trying to steal things that don't have value? Right. Your vote, your vote obviously has great value, and that's why it's important that these families, while they're all fighting for justice for their loved one, Brianna is gone, and there's nothing that we can do to bring her back. But what we can do is ensure that there are no more Brianna Taylors and that the community that Brianna comes from is, is held in a way where they feel uplifted, and one of those ways is for us to participate in the political process. So sad. Two o'clock Saturday, two o'clock is that Columbus um, Columbus Circle, sixty second Street, um, and Columbus Circle that is right across from the Trump International Hotel. Mm-hmm. Saturday, two p.m. Be there, be early, be with us, and wear your walking shoes because I'm sure folks will break off to go and march after the rally is over. Tamika, you know, I I love the name of your organization, Untell Freedom, and you said something just now, and it made me think. Do you think we'll ever get to a point? where we won't have any more Breonna Taylors, where we won't have any more George Floyd? Do you think we'll ever truly get to that point? So I don't know that we will get to the point, um, I'm about to say Lenar, because you know that's what I call you. That's but fine. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think we're going to get to the point where there'll never be another, but we will get to the point where someone will be held accountable no. and we won't have to go through all of what uh, Tamika Palmer and her family are dealing with right now. That's all we want. We're right. saying that we know things will happen. You can't get rid of racism because it's ingrained in this country's culture. It is what it is. But what we can do is be in a society that when we are harmed, that there are uh, are consequences for that and that we're not treated as second-class citizens. Well, thank you guys for calling and checking in. We appreciate it. And you can give yeah. us updates. You can call anytime you wanted to give us updates and tell us what's going on. Yeah. We'd love it to hear it from you, then the press. Yeah, and to- and we love you so much, and we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tamika and Bianca, I am praying for you and your whole family. I want you all to get the healing you deserve, and I want you to know that it's perfectly okay to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. And I'm I'm really sorry y'all had to endure that trauma. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. See you later. Thank you, Tamika. Peace, Queen. Love y'all. See y'all. All right. Peace. Love you. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Can you dig it? We can dig it. Why are you singing, man? Morning, can everybody. It's DJ it? MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast I'm Club. Let, I'm letting y'all know right now, though. That beige bastard DJ MV going in at 9 o'clock. Shut up, man. That boy is going in. You hear me? That mix is phenomenal this morning. Let's get to oh, the, the mix. I thought he was. <laughs> he thought I was dancing. Look at him. He just didn't look at him. Look at him. He's weird fantasy. Talk about something else. <laughs> You guys are kinky, man. It's not Freaky Friday. Let's get to the yes, rumors. Let's talk. Yes, Claudia. it is. Let's talk Claudia Jordan. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> All right. Claudia Jordan says that Donald Trump tried to kiss her twice. You know, she worked with Donald Trump. She was on Celebrity Apprentice, so she knows him and the family. She was in seasons two and six. And here's what she had to say about Donald Trump's family. The year leading up to uh, the show, he was trying it a little bit, you know. He tried to kiss me one time, was it once? Twice. And I had to remind him that he was married. That I was like, you are not putting that tongue in my mouth. You are n- this is not going to happen. Absolutely not. He was married to Melania, right? I mean, everyone knows he cheated. All right, and then here's what he has, she had to say about Donald Trump's family and about uh, the kids. 
I think Tiffany is the most neglected of all the daughters. I kind of feel like he doesn't give her as much attention now a little bit more. Do you think that he favors Ivanka over all the children? He favors Ivanka over his own wife. He has more Lestia, like, he loves Ivanka. I think he's okay with Trump Jr. And Eric is just like, whatever. But he's the ugliest. So I think Trump judges people by looks, weight. Um, he made comments to me when I was doing Celebrity Apprentice. Like, I know he values people based on those type of things. I have to talk to Claudia about giving that kind of information away. Like, Trump is the president. See, Murder could have made some money off that. Mm-mm. You can't just be giving those stories away like that, see, Murder. Well, she was on Behind the Velvet Rope with David Yontev. So, you know, Claudia doesn't hold back. She definitely doesn't. So when people talk to her about things, she just answers the questions. But That's get, what's great about her. But let's get paid for it, Claudia. You still can, though. It's never too late. I mean, Claudia has her own platform, too, on Absolutely. Fox Soul. Absolutely. So she could tell the, and I'm sure she she tells a lot of her stories on there as well. Yeah, but so. my, my point is, all these other people are making so much money off writing books on the president. Why can't Claudia Jordan? You know, she could still write a. Oh, you mean a whole book yes, on it? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Get the money. Why don't y'all talk in. behind the scenes? I know, I know. I'm a text. You know, <laughs> makes no sense. You guys talk like this. Talk behind the scenes. Hello. All right, now let's talk about Diddy. Uh, Diddy is starting his own party, and Charlemagne sat down with him to do an in-depth interview about what this black party is going to be about. So here's what Diddy has to say about it. I'm launching one of the boldest movements that I've ever launched. It's called Our Black Party. Okay. It's time for us to have our own black political party. Because right now, if you look at the debates, we're not even a part of the conversation. Not at all. We don't have any political power. We don't have any political leverage. And so we started Our Black Party with some young, fearless black activists, elected officials, and I've stepped up and put the money behind it. Yeah, man, drop on the clues, bonds for All Black Party. Uh, remember a couple months ago, we had uh, the good brother, Wes Bellamy, and we had um, uh, Candace, Candace Hollingsworth on. Mm-hmm. She was, she's, I think she's the mayor of Hyattsville, if I'm not mistaken. And they, they launched All Black Party, so it's good to see Diddy, uh, you know, getting behind them to empower them. Okay. Now here's what Diddy had to say about the goal of this Black Party. So what's the goal for All, all Black Party? Our black party's number one goal is to unify behind a black agenda. Mm-hmm. You could be a part of the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, you could be an independent. But if you're black, you wasn't born Republican, you wasn't born Democrat, you wasn't born independent, you was born black. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we have to seize our political power. That's right. And we should vote our interest. We don't have to be part of any one particular party. We can just go vote in blocks and vote for whoever is, you know, willing to, to, to play ball with us, basically. All right, now, he also talked about the, his whole holding the vote hostage. If you recall, he was telling people to hold their vote hostage. Let's be clear on that. You, you, you're, not, you're not standing behind your decision to hold your vote anymore. You want people to go out there and vote. It would be irresponsible of me to um, have us hold our vote hostage. Mm-hmm. But it would also be irresponsible of me to just let this moment go by. The world is watching and not do everything I can to make sure that going forth that we're a part of the narrative, mm-hmm. that we own our politics. Drop on the clues, boss, for Diddy. A shout to Diddy. It's a great conversation. You can check it out on Revolt TV's YouTube page. Also, I don't care if you're Diddy, Ice Cube, uh, Tamika, who works at the post office, Donnell, who delivers packages for Amazon. Every single one of y'all have the right to demand something for your vote, period. And don't let nobody tell you different. But if you don't vote, you lose your right to complain. Okay, so if you want to continue to complain, vote. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, Shalabang. Yes, ma'am. Oh. 
You don't have to start respecting I me. I really like that mix that you're doing at 9 o'clock. I can't wait till people hear it. I'm not going to lie. I was in here getting it. Wasn't I, Drum? Tell the truth, Drum. He was busting it down in here. Ooh. <laughs> you liked it. Look at John. John, John When I hit that Tucci road, I went to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right, to the front, to the front, to the back, to the back. Then I started sliding. You was like, ah. His knees just... definitely cracked a couple times. His knees couple yeah. cracked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What were you giving that donkey uh, to besides drama? Well, we, since we since we taking it to Florida, might as well take it to Florida. A uh, young woman named Katiana Jordan needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her, please. All right. We'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitchy. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, Donkey of the day for Friday, October 16th goes to a 46-year-old Florida woman named Catania Jordan. No relation to Michael. Now, what does your Uncle Charla always tell you? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Katiana Jordan, no relation to Michael, is the latest example of one. Now, we talk about uh, toxic masculinity and the fragile, male, the fragile male ego all the time and how that fragile male ego can never handle rejection. Well, what about the toxic feminine and the fragile female ego and how women handle rejection? We don't discuss that enough. Today's story gives us that opportunity. See, Katiana Jordan, no relation to Michael, does not understand what no means. N-O period is a full stop. Okay, there is nothing else to discuss after you're told no. Well, not in Florida. See, 46-year-old Katiana Jordan, no relation to Michael, has a 69-year-old boyfriend. That number is That number 69 is very important to this story. Because according to Katiana, her boyfriend is 69, but he owes her one. In fact, he owes her the whole 68. Matter of fact, I take that back. He doesn't owe her anything because he is not a sex slave. Okay, that is at Katiana's beck and call. He has the right to say no, and that's exactly what he did when Katiana Jordan, no relation to Michael, thought she had a open court slam dunk. Now, according to the affidavit from the smoking gun, her boyfriend, 69 years old, claimed that him and Katiana had been arguing about her smoking crack. Florida, ladies and gentlemen, Florida, just remember that context. So they arguing about her smoking crack, right? And I'm tired, you know, I'm, I'm, he's sick and tired of her smoking dope in his place of residence. You know, she got the whole place smelling like fried cocaine, and he's sick of it. Well, Katiana wasn't trying to hear it because she was too busy trying to get him to perform. Cunnilingus. Fellatio. Yes, this crack-smoking creature wanted her carpet munched. She was trying to force this 69-year-old man to muff dive off a cliff. Now, I don't know about y'all. Call me judgmental, call me elitist, but I know my worth, and I am not trying to put my face in nobody's panty hamper after they've been smoking crack. Okay, if you smoke crack and then ask me to taste your tuna taco supreme, I am going to say no. I am going to tell you to keep those meat curtains closed. I do not have an appetite at this current time. Well, Katiana Jordan, no relation to Michael, decided to live up to her last name and take it personal. And we all know when Michael Jordan took something personal, he had an undeniable will to win. So Katiana immediately, like Michael, demanded more from her teammate. Her teammate was not giving her what she needed, so she did what Michael Jordan did to Steve Kerr in practice and attacked him. Yes, after demanding that he has a box lunch at the Y and being denied, she attacked him started hitting and scratching him, giving him several small lacerations, which seemed to have been caused by fingernails, all because he didn't want to drink from the furry cup. Now, should a man be attacked 
simply because he doesn't want to eat sushi off the barbershop floor. I didn't feel like going downstairs for breakfast. Hell, I don't feel like going downstairs for lunch and dinner either. And if I don't feel like kissing between the hips, I shouldn't be judged for it. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday, and Lick-fil-A is closed whenever I say it is. Now, Katiana is right where she needs to be. Jail. Charged with domestic battery and grand theft for stealing the man's cell phone because she took his phone right before she ran out of the house before the police was coming. I can't believe Katiana Jordan attacked this man all because he wouldn't lip sync to the Fish Fuel jukebox. Please give Katiana Jordan no relation to Michael the Sweet Sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. I think it's time to play a game of Guess What Race It Is! All right, let me give you your clues. Katiana Jordan from Florida, from Florida went to jail because she attacked her 69-year-old boyfriend because he refused to mouth-medicate her hairy paper cut. DJ Envy, Guess What Race She Is! Black. Whoa. Down, I t- down, down. <laughs> I don't like the way you said black. Why did you say it in that way, and why do you think she is the bar? Uh, Ka- Katiana is, I think, an African-American name. I didn't say Tatiana. I said Katiana. <laughs> I said Katiana. Oh. And, uh, I mean, if my wife wanted me to give her fellatio and I said no, she might cut me too. Now, you forgot the crack smoking part. Would you have <laughs> if your wife was smoking crack and then asked you to do it, would you do it? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Angela Yee, <laughs> Katiana Jordan, yes. uh, 40. How old is she? Katiana Jordan, 46 years old, from Florida, was smoking crack and then asked her man to perform, to slip from the, the, the sip from the, the slurpy coconut. And she said, <laughs> and, and he said no, and then he attacked her. Guess what race she is? I would say African American. What? Down, <laughs> down, down. I need to know why y'all so quick to stay black in this story. Why? Well, I would say as a black woman, I always tell people that you have to respect it and you have to lick it before you stick it. And so I'm sure my sisters agree. She was smoking crack. You can't okay. expect me to put my lips on your furry coconut after you've been smoking crack. I'm sure his mouth has been way worse places. Wow. How much crack? Was it just a little crack? Like the president had a little Rona, which is like a little crack? <laughs> Oh, man. Get my crack while I smoke this crack. Yeah, okay. There you go. Um, DJ Envy. Angelie. You know it rhymes with crack? <laughs> Black. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not telling y'all if y'all right or not. Don't even worry about it. We, Take it we right. No, man. <laughs> you know we're right. No, I mean, I don't even want to play no more. I shouldn't even have did this. Mm-mm. Should have just left it up to the imagination. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't even like how y'all guessed it so fast and All so right. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Clues mm-mm. gave it away. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. Mm-mm. All right. Well, thank you. See, if you'd have said meth, then I would say I wouldn't. It would. It would have tripped me up a little bit. Both of y'all are wrong, though. No, we not. Yes, y'all are. What are they? Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the difference, and I need y'all to know that. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Then we come back. 
The Gangster Chronicle podcast. Oh, yes. Hosted by MC8, James McDonald, and Steele. They'll be joining us. Yes, right. We'll talk to them. The new podcast on the uh, Black Effect Podcast Network that launched yesterday. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the West Coast is so underrepresented when it comes to hip-hop podcasts, but the Gangster Chronicles uh, has been filling that void for a while. All right. So we'll talk to them when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some brothers on the line right now. Yes. We got MC8, we got James McDonald, and we got Steel of the Gangster Chronicles podcast. Welcome, fellas. What's Now, you know, I'm excited about all the podcasts that we launching on the Black Effect Podcast Network, but this podcast I was already a fan of, man. My man Glasses from Long, he put me on to them, and I've been hooked ever since, and it's a blessing to partner with them, and now they've added the legendary MC8 to the mix. Mob James, my guy, still salute to y'all brothers. Thank you for the partnership. Tell the folks, what is the Gangster Chronicles podcast? Man, the Gangster Chronicles podcast, man, pretty much just sheds light on light on everything that's in the streets, man. You know, from um, gangsters, ballers, d boys, um, crooked cops, bank robbers. We don't have some everybody on the show, but it's it's um it's not to sensationalize crime or anything like that. It's just to show how people can easily fall into that lifestyle. So it's more of an educational thing. Absolutely. What's the craziest story that you guys have heard? You know, doing this. Something that you was like, wow, I can't believe we actually spoke, spoke to this individual and what he did. James, you got that? I, yeah, I ain't, I ain't heard too many wild stories like that. I think everybody was like, my story was was like a wow, but I don't think we ever had a story that we just like, oh my God, these dudes, I mean, knowing what you think? Well, you got to remember, James don't have like an extraordinary life, man. Yeah, my, like, James, like James, James story should be so, a movie so, by itself. Exactly. I, I, what I get from it is basically, um, you know, we just basically just try to focus on, try to ask those questions that people might be curious about, knowing what we've been through in this type of situation. You know, Aid, I feel like it's an easy transition for you just because of your, your storytelling abilities. This, you know, you, you, you've been telling us your Gangster Chronicles on, on Wax forever. I mean, I'm right. I, you know, that that was my thing. Like I tell people, you know, when I uh, started making records, man, it was basically just to shed the light on uh, situations that I've seen growing up. You, you know, me and me and James been in similar situations as far as being a part of games or whatever. So, you know, me making records was always that aspect, not to glorify the gangster lifestyle, but basically show you the pitfalls and the consequences of being in it. So. Being being from the streets, being from Compton, and seeing hands on, you know, it was it was a no brainer. You know, we don't know when you when you start dealing with somebody, man, you get to know the person. Don't look at the blood and crypt thing of it, that aspect. And man, I, I'm glad you're on the team. I'm Isn't glad that, you're on the team. That's good though, right? It's good that bloods and crypts can work together, right? It shows maturity to me. I associate with a lot of bloods. Me and Quick is cool as is a fan today. Uh, I deal with a lot of bloods in the industry, and it's just a beautiful thing when you can come together and put aside the differences. Now, now, now Mob, you know your, your movie, your story should definitely be a movie. You, you were the, you were the muscle in Death Row, right? Yeah, yeah. I was the, I was the beginning. Um, I was the guy that brought all the, all the, all the homeboys to uh, sure. I gave him what he needed, and in a sense, I kind of regretted, but. 
I mean, we was having fun at that time, and and we was getting paid for for beating up people. So I, it was fun. <laughs> why you regret it? You, you know what I'm saying? Why why you regret it? Well, this is my brother right here. I I had to bring him on here with me. I lost my brother behind it, mm. and uh, you know, I think if I wouldn't have brought him to to the situation, he'd still be here. Right. But unfortunate, you know. We lost a lot of a lot of people dealing with death row, and he was one of them. So, you know, it it, it had it had its ups and downs. And what's your relationship with Shook now? Or do y'all still speak or not at all? Uh, well, him being in jail, it ain't like I can call him direct. But you know, I shot him. I shot him some money once. Uh, only on the fact that when I got out of prison, he looked out for me. He came straight to me and looked out for me. So. Just on that tip, I felt that, you know, I know what it's like being in prison, so I sent him some money. Gotcha. And, you know, I, I really don't have anything to say to Sugar or body. It's been a long time, and I'm trying to, like, let that go. Mm-hmm. And if he reached out, I reached out. I, I holler at him, but I really don't got nothing to say to him. Gotcha. Do you, do you feel like the work that you put in was was, was properly compensated? I mean, like you said, you you beat people up for, for for death row, like you hurt people for death row. No, we didn't. We didn't. No, not at all. We had it and then we lost it, mm-hmm. and we never. Nobody never got that that bag to where we can go and do our own thing. At the end of the day, I ain't mad because I mean he doing twenty eight years. Um, do I think 28 years was enough for all the shit that happened? Nah. Um, I'm just trying to get over it, move on, and 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 do my thing. I'm finally just getting over it and not celebrating my brother's birthday and feeling like I normally feel, mm-hmm. you know, on that day. I'm I'm just trying to move on. Gotcha. And you know, doing the podcast has helped me, you know, get along, help me do that. So the biggest question I- everybody will, I'm sure will have. And I, I know you answered it before, but this is this is a different platform. Were you there the night that Tupac was killed? Were you around that night since you were the muscle? You know, where were you? I was working six six two. That was your club. Working, yeah, I was working six six two, and my brother and some of the other homies was was with Shug and walking with Shug them at the fights. Mm-hmm. So. When when the car pulled up at six six two, that's when everybody was alerted because I knew who they were, and I gave them the heads up on that, and it went from there. You know what I'm saying? It went from from having a good time to Tupac trying to fit in. You know what I'm saying? He was in a, he he put himself in a situation that you had fifteen other cats that was getting paid to do that, and he took it upon himself to do, to do him. Should I say? Right. So he, he, didn't, he, he didn't have to go him. swing on dude. Is what you're saying? Oh no, not at all. And 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 you know, I say this right now today. Tupac didn't hang in Compton, so Tupac never knew who this this young man was. So, you know, for one of the homies to get at him and whisper in his ear and tell him, "There he go, right there," uh, was like out of line. Out of character, mm-hmm. what kind of gangster? What I mean, what, what what's your fucking problem? Go get him. You know, I mean, we've been having a beef with those cats for for quite a while. So 
it should have been on point right then and there. Let's get it without a Tupac being involved. And, you know, Suge allowed him to act a certain kind of way. Instead of being an artist, he let him be a gang member. He let him hang around the muscle. And he shouldn't have never did that. All right, when we come back, we got more with the Gangster Chronicle podcast. That is MC8, James McDonald, and Steel. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club on this Friday. We're kicking it with MC8, James McDonald, and Steel from the Gangster Chronicle podcast. Charlamagne? It's the balance between being a real gangbanger and being a rapper in L.A. It's a hard line, man, when you cross that, when you cross into that field, becoming a rap artist, because me, I was gangbanging to the fullest and I started making records, but I never thought of the fame part of it. You know, I just wanted to make records about the neighborhood. So I still was getting into situations as if I was still a regular affiliate gangbanger, you know, but I took that on because it was more important. It was more important to me at that time to stay noticed and affiliated than to embrace the hip-hop uh, culture as far as being an artist. It can be hard at times, you know what I'm saying? Because you're going to be subject to what dudes still go through in the neighborhood situations. How hmm. different do you think it is today than when it was back then for the younger artists? Back in my days, we really didn't try to glorify our neighborhood, so to speak. I mean, you know, back then, you know... Uh, we put on a Raiders hat and a pair of khakis and a T-shirt, and people automatically uh, associated us with gangbanging. I think nowadays um, it's commercialized a lot. You get me? And because in my days, record companies wouldn't touch you if you said you was from XYZ hood or you wore red bandanas or we couldn't do that. You got so many dudes who claiming and representing and it's making money because they're selling records. So now it's accepted. And I think that's the difference about it in today. At what point is it okay for gangsters to start telling those old war stories? You know what, man? I think as long as they telling their truth, it's cool. Um, I don't think you should drag nobody else's stuff into it, though, because it's definitely... Um, there's definitely could be consequences on in some cases people can still go get locked up over it. So we kind of tend people when they come in or off the rip, they usually just talking about their stuff. They don't really talk. I don't think there's no time limit because some people got normal lives right now. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want their wife or whoever or their kids to know what they had cracking back in 1982 or 1979. They don't moved on. You know, some of these dudes is doing way different stuff now in life. You know what I mean? You know, you know when Glasses put out that record uh, about a couple of months ago. Tupac must die. And he got a, a lot of flack for it. What, what did you guys think about that song? Well, wow. I'm his manager, and he said right here in um, in my dining room, I told him, I said, man, change the title. I even called James and said, and James told him, he said, man, it's like you pulling the dude up out the ground and killing him again. Um, I got the record. I think the title was a little bit over the thing, but that's Glasses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I think um, it was the truth, though. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the truth don't feel good. You know, the thing is, man, everybody loved Tupac music, but like James said, Pac got caught up in some fake gangbang. Yeah, it was beautifully painted, though. He painted that glasses, painted that story amazingly. Yeah, I mean, it was from the perspective of the uh, the, the the alleged killer, so I mean... Yeah, what you did know. you think, James? What did you think, Eight? I don't know. I didn't really too much deal with Tupac because, I, I mean, I didn't like his arrogance. I didn't like how he went from this humble cat when he first came to this crazy out of out of control cat mm-hmm. 
So, but when I when I heard it and I seen it, it was like, oh no, you can't do him like that. I mean, you killed him twice. My personal thing, I said, I got to call Glasses and talk to him about that one. And after talking to Glasses, he did what he what he thought. You know, that's his truth. I mean, it, it worked. Mm-hmm. We over here on the West Coast, we tell stories of graphic nature and it kind of gets the shock value going with some people. Because I know Glasses. Glasses on them blood hood days when people got killed, you know, when he did shows of people's hoods. So he ain't never on no disrespectful stuff. Right. But I told him, I said, man, you know, um, people's perception is reality. So when you see you a crip dude that's making this song and they show a crip dude knocking his blood dude without him lifting his chain up off his neck, I said, people go feel a certain kind of way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, even though he didn't, that wasn't his attention. That's what people in the streets, they look at that like, hold on, man, he got the homie out here looking like a mark, you know? Right. And um, Glass is, um, you know, extremely underrated. Um, and I think sometimes, man, he's so creative with his stuff, he don't think about what the outside people go think until it's done. And I don't think he even care at that point. You know, he, he's a real artist. Right. Hey, hey you, uh, Pac was supposed to play Sharif, right, in minutes? Yes. That seems like a total, I mean, from the Pac we knew, well, I guess not. That seems like the other side of Pac. I was about to say that seemed like a total 180 from the Pac we knew, but no, that's probably the other side of Pac, right? Right. It was just that uh, he, they wanted him to play uh, the Muslim cat, Sharif, and I guess from his experience with just doing uh, Juice, uh, he felt like his character should have been explained more. And it, it just kept bumping heads, you know, at the readings, at the, at the you know, all the stuff. Every time it was time for us to meet up, it was just a bump of heads and a clash. So he was let go from the character, you know. So I don't know if they really wanted him in in the first place, but that's what happened. Like like James said, you know, when it came from being the humble cat, the dude that we knew with the humble records and the keep your head up and the Brenda got a baby and stuff mm-hmm. like that. When he turned into the, you know, the hit him up character and the, you know, the bishop character, and it's all about the hood, you know, it it, it kind of changed things for him and put him in the aspect of where, you know, it was my way of the highway. So, so why I nobody ever that, pulled Pac to the side and told him that though? Me personally, I think because of who he was and because of he had the limelight of the hip hop business and rapping and you know, people just. I mean, he was Tupac, you know. You you see how people flocked and people wanted to generate and be around him and his records and his music. And he was this he was this larger-than-life character to some people. So that's just like being in a studio with your homeboy and know damn well he can't rap a goddamn lyric. But <laughs> everybody in that motherfucker going to be clapping, going, man, that was the best verse I ever heard. And you can't go double wood, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you got them dudes who going to sit right there and pump him up and make him think he's the greatest artist of all time. Right. They don't want to step on that interference of, hey, if he come up, maybe he going to bring me along too. So, yeah, I'm going to pump him up and I'm going to encourage him knowing he's trash and dirt. So maybe that was the situation of dudes around Pac who didn't want to because they wanted to go along for that ride. Uh, are you involved in this Death Row movie at all? Oh, no. I don't want no parts of Death Row. But, but but Death Row is so much a, a part of your story, too, though, right, James? It's, it's a part of my story. To let this go right here is to let all of it go. I had my days with Death Row. Other than that, I mean, I don't want to keep reliving it. Um, I got to stop hating shit, so I got to let that shit go. I'm, 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 just, I'm just tired of it. 
death row was, man, it was a nightmare. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't want to have no parts to that. Here's the thing. We could sit here and talk to the Gangster Chronicles podcast, exactly. Steel and Eight and Mob James all day, but I want y'all to catch up by going to listen to the back catalog of the Gangster Chronicles, and y'all dropped a new episode today, right? Yeah, that came out um, this morning. Who, who's the first guest? Too Short. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Too Short. You know, Gangster Chronicles is not a, like a, a hip-hop show about, you know, how many records you sold and what kind of Rolls Royce you pulled up in and what kind of bottle of drink you got in your hand. It's about the, the true stories of the, uh, the misfortunate, you know what I'm saying? So that's what we bring into our show. All right, right. Well, we look right. forward to checking it out, and thank you, brothers, for calling in this morning. And that's right, keep dropping those hot podcasts. It's, it's, it's available right now on the Black Effect Podcast Network on iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Man, still eight Mob James. We're gonna do this again soon, man. But thank y'all. Man, appreciate it. Yeah. All right, brothers. Yeah. Good luck, fam. Y'all stay up. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Well, looks like Cardi B and Offset are back together again. Listen to what she said. So, um, when people be saying I be doing shit for attention, when this and that, no, I'm just a crazy bitch. One day I'm happy, the next day I want to beat it up, and then I don't know. Then it's just like I start, I just be starting to like it's like it's hard, it's hard, it's hard not to talk to your best friend, and it's really hard to have no, shit. and then it's just like. I don't want, I don't know. You're the crazy one. People have been saying that I took him back like I'm a materialistic. I like material things and everything, but I just didn't take it. What, what do you want me to do? Stop squinting like that. I'm trying. I'm, I'm in squinting. She says she's crazy. Lady. Sometimes she loves him. Sometimes she hates him. But they back. They good money. I'm glad you noticed that. I can't hear. When I can't hear, I start to squint. I can tell. I wear my glasses to hear. Mm. All right, so yeah, and she said she, by the way, is the crazy one, so, Correct. you know, one day she's happy, the next day she wants to beat him up. Somebody tried to say on social media that he was abusive, and she said, actually, oh, she's Lord. the one. Everybody, everybody mind their business. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's why you don't even get involved in stuff like that. Like, Cardi and Offset, they married, they got a family together, they gonna be off and on. So that's that's how relationships are, like it is. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's really none of our business, to be honest with you. I don't even know why she gives explanations for it, but whatever. All right. All right, now Amari Hardwick recently uh, did an interview, and he was he was on TV One's Uncensored. He did an episode of that, and he talked about Pauletta Washington and Denzel Washington and how they actually helped him out. Listen to this. There was another kid who really took to me, and his name was John David Washington. And so uh, as I got closer and closer to him, Pauletta took to me. She became my mom away from my mom. So we got super close, and uh, I was broke. And then Pauletta and Denzel eventually let me couch in, in their house. Sometimes I would just just be over there just for peace and spirit. Pauletta has such an incredible spirit. They definitely gave me $1,500 when the car was about to be repoed. That's what's up. All right. That's a beautiful story, man, to know that you got that help from Denzel and Pauletta and John David Washington. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, mm-hmm. and that is your rumor report. That's now, right, and I'm in he, here stretching. You're not in the studio, but this guy's in here stretching. That's right. He's in here shaking. He's in here, you know, shaking his knees to make sure he can do his dances. <laughs> so we're about to get into the mix. Be- of course, homecoming is, you know, there is no homecoming. We can't do it because of COVID. There is no parties, nothing like that. So we're going to bring that to the radio. And- Earlier today, Charlemagne was 
gyrating and twerking. I wasn't gyrating and twerking. I was doing this thing called dancing. It's something that you New York Negroes never, ever did. No, you uh, were twerking. And I was telling you that in Florida, because Florida had all of the best dance music, the Miami-based music to me. And I was telling you that they used to get busy dancing, and so I had to call Duval, because Duval was actually a striker. A striker? They, they used to throw that D. What? Well, let's let's well shout call out to Duval. Revolt will see your money. Let's let's call Duval right let's now. Let's call Duval and then let, I'm not gonna lie. DJ Envy put his foot in this mix today. I'm not gonna lie let's, to you. Let's call Duval. Hello. Duval. Hey. Yeah. Tell him. Tell him about that. Tell him about that whoop. What about whoop? They, he he talking about people in Florida didn't dance back then. <laughs> Oh, no, nah, we we learned from Uncle Luke, throw that so we had to throw our to get the women. Charlemagne was here twerking and dragging his ass on it the floor. It ain't twerking. Said, remember, no, 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 no. Remember when the six, the 60... We didn't shake our ass, we shook our See, Charlemagne's shaking his ass. That's See? a goddamn lie. I ain't, You remember um 69, boys, when when they put put your hand up on your hip, you dip, you dip, you dip? But that wasn't twerking. That, that was, wasn't 69, boys. That was, um, who was that? It wasn't 69, boys. They I, sung... They sung Whoop Dead Is. Whoop Dead Is and Splat Pack. Splat Pack had uh. Scrub the ground. Shake what your mama gave you. Ooh, <laughs> shake what your mama gave you and scrub so that the ground. That was JT Money. Shake what your mama gave you. Splat Pack, I think, had um scrub the ground. Moral of the story is. Men in Florida used to dance their ass off. Yeah, but you said they twerk. You said they used to twerk. I ain't mean you it like that. I ain't mean to say twerk. Biker shorts and used to twerk. That's Thank what you, you said. If you don't let them disrespect Florida like that. <laughs> now, come on. Now, you ain't used to have on biker shorts. All right, it's time to get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're about to get in the mix right now. You know there's no homecoming, so we're going to do it now. This is strictly for Florida. It ain't even just Florida because Atlanta is booty shake. That's what we're going to get into now. Let me know your request. Let me know your HBCU. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Now, shout out to uh, Tamika Mallory and Tamika and Bianca Palmer. Yes, That's indeed. Brianna Taylor's sister and moms for uh, checking in this morning. Yes, yes they have a, uh, the, the march is tomorrow. The march is uh, at Columbus Circle, if I'm not mistaken. Right? No, no, 62nd yeah, Street tomorrow. and Central Park. That is Columbus. W, across from the Trump International Hotel. So, the, so tomorrow at 2 o'clock, they're having a state of emergency rally. So Eleanor Bumper's family, Brianna Taylor's family, We'll be out there, and it's a get-out-the-vote rally. So salute to Intel Freedom, Tamika Mallory, and Mison, and Linda Sawsaw. Salute to Carmen Perez. They are all having uh, the state of emergency rally tomorrow at 2 o'clock, 62nd Street in Central Park, right across from the Trump International Hotel. All right. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note. Oh, also, the, the Gangster Chronicles for joining us this morning. Salute to my guys, the Gangster Chronicles podcast. It's available um, on Black Effect iHeartRadio right now. They, their first their first guest for the new season is Too Short. So you can go catch up on their back catalog on Black Effect iHeartRadio, and you can listen to their new episode they dropped yesterday with Too Short. All right. When we come back, positive notice, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, be safe out there. And Charlamagne, you got a positive note? The positive note is... um. Trust in God's divine timing. Always know that the universe has your back. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?